My name is J.R.E. And I'm Emily Heidel. And today we have a special guest. Please introduce yourself. What's up, everyone? My name is Winnie. Um, you may know me from Winnie from Take On Live Chat. But yeah, I'm excited to be here with you too and to kind of talk with all your guests and your audience. Oh, thank you yes. for being here. Thank you. Winnie, wait, do you consider yourself to be like a public figure in a way because you do those KCON live chats? Um, I want to say no, honestly, like in my deep feelings, I'm like, no, but I do understand that, you know, kind of doing like a live chat every week, there is just like a, you know, responsibility mm -hmm. to make sure mm -hmm. that everyone that is watching or tuning in um, <laughs> has like a positive image of like who I am as a person and who what KCON represents. Um, so yeah, honestly, like I would say no, but I do understand that there's a responsibility to it. Um, mm -hmm. And it has just been really delightful to kind of like run through the convention and people be like, we need from live chat. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I am from live chat. Thanks for like tuning in, you know? That's cool. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I, was, I was very, no, I was very curious, like, if people, like, recognize you from live chat, because obviously... They do. But yeah, I think that, I want to say people maybe notice Vanessa more, because she has, mm. you know, my lovely Kick on Live Chat host. Mm -hmm. um, she's actually on the news stations a lot, too. Uh, uh, so okay. she's definitely become kind of, like, a great yeah. speaker and ambassador for KCON, especially this past year. Yeah. Yes. She was on, like, uh, I think it was Good Day New York for, like, ATs or something like that. Yeah, oh, she, wow. Literally, yeah. she'd be on, like, all the news channels. And, like, usually we room together. So, like, all, okay. like, the workers and stuff, like, we have to share a room. And, mm -hmm. like, um, sometimes I don't even really see her. Like, I'll wake up in the morning. She's like, oh, hey, like, I just got to do this until, you know, I'm going to be up at 6 a.m. And I'm like, yeah, I'll probably sleep at, like, 5. So you're fine. Like, I'll just, like, catch wow. you. It's nice when people do say hello and everything. Um, it's not like super often, but it'll just be like running and like, hey, and I'm like, what's up? Like, hi. Yeah. <laughs> on, the, on those KCON days, are you, all, are you like getting no sleep at all? Mm. Um, yeah, to be honest, I think it's gotten a, sometimes it's like, okay, like, you know, mm. you get like a solid like three to four hours, that might be like great. A but solid? <laughs> yeah because sometimes like you know when you're I feel like when you fall asleep I'm not sure if it's like the same with like you know like all the talent on site some of you are like really busy and I always try to be like are you sure you want to do like four engagements throughout the whole weekend like what if we have like three engagements in one day because of scheduling you know there's so many factors that affect mm -hmm. each other mm -hmm. um but at least for me like towards the end of the night, like what say I'm done prepping or like, you know, talking to people. Mm. Um, I can't really shut off my brain that fast. It just okay. like doesn't work that way. So mm. sometimes I'll just be laying there like, can I just like sleep? Like, can we oh, do wow. this? I'll yeah. fall asleep and then like I'll still dream about KCON and like chatting with people. So in my dreams, it could be like, hey, Dre, yeah, are you still doing okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's my dream, you know? So I feel that. Yeah, it's definitely hard during event time. Like, I don't think it has mm. changed in the last five years in regards to like being able to sleep really well. But I do think that it's gotten better over the years, like just kind of mm. like understanding yourself more as you like, mm. know, whether that's like professionally or personally. So yeah, I've been able to kind of like either like depend on people more or just be like, no, we can't do this this year. Like a bunch of different factors. But I would say like, I don't really sleep especially during the weeks coming up to the event. 
I see. Um, I bet. You're dealing with people who are also coming from like out of the U.S. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes they'll understand that I'm based in the U.S. And they'll be like, hey, it's like two in the morning, but can we talk? And I'm like, yeah, dude, like, let's do it because I, I need to get this done, too. So mm. whenever you're free, I'm free and like, let's chat. So, mm. yeah. Wow. Damn. What, you're on other people's schedules, I guess. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, of, I think so. Yeah. Usually, yeah, there is no I feel like there is no nine to five when you work live events. Mm. um there is okay. that ideal nine to five but especially mm. when you're working internationally too like our yeah. sunday here is like korea's monday so sometimes like it'll, mm. it'll be Sunday, and it's like hey like we need this and i'm like right yeah you just have to get used to it but i think it would maybe be different if you're working just live events like say within the u.s then maybe you could mm. at least have like the weekend um but definitely for international it's a little different when do you have time to do things that you enjoy and like or you would consider to be self-care as everyone likes to call it like when do you find time for that treat yourself yeah a small crying session no just kidding <laughs> yo that's some honesty there I feel. No. <laughs> i'm all for people like i don't know i always like expressing or experiencing all the range of emotion i feel like mm -hmm. that's really important I'm, i've always been like really adamant about like even if it's like feelings that hurt i feel like mm. it's important to experience them and oh. that they're important in like however you grow although they might be like super painful mm. um so wow. yeah i think that um it's been a process i guess so i kind of joined um cj officially in 2015 mm. as an intern and then unofficially i like to say i was part of kcon back in 2013 because i came in as press at first and oh. then yeah in 2014 i came in as like a vendor working with vicky at the time on their street okay. team um so yeah it's definitely been an adjustment say from like 2015 like really being a part of like cj as an employee um i it was hard those first couple years for I sure like, yeah i had just graduated college too so this was actually my first job coming out of ucla so you know mm. you're like battling like how do i become an adult and how do i become a working young adult like yeah. what is even self-care um so yeah it was kind of difficult just like those early years because you know like i really wanted to do well in my job like mm -hmm. i wanted to like excel and i still do but i have a better like holistic understanding now that you can't just keep going like this 24 7 like grind and hustle like i don't know i feel like a lot of the times like we see that that's what we should be doing but in reality like you got to take a break sometimes or like for sure learn what breathing exercises are or like mm. you know, like all those years of stress or like hustle that you endure like i think subconsciously like it can really do something to your body and your mind um so lately maybe <clears throat> in these past couple years i've tried to like dedicate time to just like not look at my phone or like, for example, um, since I work in, like, Hallyu, like, Korean entertainment is, like, everywhere, right? And, like, trying to assess those trends and what might be next or, mm. you know, all the tasks of working. So um, I really like watching anime. Like, okay. that's my, pretty much my go-to now um, where I can fully shut off. Because I think early on, like, I used to really love 
watching variety shows, dramas, mm. like for leisure. But yeah. then I, at one point I was like, oh, I watch a drama and I'm like, oh, that would be like great content for KCON. Mm. Or like watching a variety show and be like, oh, we should like try to adapt that. But for game special- work. Yeah, I was like, never mind. Mm. Like, I don't not like, that. I don't like <laughs> it anymore. <laughs> like it's, it's not as fun, I guess. So mm. um, I, yeah, I've watched anime for a long time and then that's kind of like my self-care now. Okay, nice. There's like some overlap. I think it's been interesting because like, you know, like webtoons are come they've probably been really popular in like Korea for a long time, but there's like True. some overlap now. Like, you know, straight kids recently doing like mm. the intro to like a webtoon or you know, mm. like there's yeah. like light overlap. So there has been overlaps recently. Yeah, I'm not like triggered or anything by it but i'm still definitely like watching hordes and hordes of anime and it's just nice no that's dope what's what's the recent anime that you've been watching um so i finally got into food wars oh wow yeah i feel like with anime like there's just like so many good ones and like you know like they're all good in some way or form and i feel like it's always just like is it your time to watch like Mm. is it time for you to watch because like I've also started watching maybe some from like 10 years ago and I'm like, I love this. Like I finally got into like fruits baskets too. And I, was, I hear so much about yeah. that. Yeah. Me too. And then I watched it and I'm over here like crying and I'm like, wow. oh, I'm the number one fan now. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's been fun. I feel like I could be in anything. You get late to something and then all of a sudden you're in hooked. it. Yeah. It's like K-pop too. Like people. Yeah, exactly. Have, like never listened or like they listen mm. to the song and then they're like i'm coming to kcon every year you know yeah yeah <laughs> wait so how long have you and dre known each other then because you started working for or you were at kcon in 2013 but how long have y'all known each other uh, probably 2013 though no? or was it before i don't know okay so in 2013 i probably saw you because this is kind of like oh we didn't know each other yeah yet. like i was press for an asian american woman's lifestyle magazine at the oh, time nice. and, you know we were we would be writing articles to kind of cover like the talent that was there or the content mm-hmm. so i remember in 2013 like i kind of was just following talent in the sense of like oh like say dre brought this to kcon 2013 and like write an article about it um but maybe i want to say like 2016 was when i think so first worked directly uh in 2015 i was actually i like to call myself like the padawan to vanessa because she was one who was still (laughs) doing all the talent outreach at the time so i'm actually her intern um and doing like social media and marketing stuff or KCON. So mm. it didn't really work hands-on with talent in 2015. Um, ran some contests, but I would say 2016 is probably when Dre and I like officially met, most likely. I think. I think yeah. So, yeah. And then maybe it took like a year or two later to be like, you want to have a meal? Like, how you doing? <laughs> no, it's true. Yeah. 2017, yeah. 18. It's where we finally got to hang out, hang out, or got to know each other a bit better. But yeah, 2000, yeah, I thought, yeah. Because you said you've been working with KCON or at least interning or going to KCON since the beginning? Like, well, I just missed 2012, so. Oh, okay, same. It mm. was definitely interesting. Like, at that time, I probably wasn't even listening to K-pop that much either. And then it mm. kind of happened during, like, EXO's Growl era, where I was mm-hmm. like, what's this? And then, like. <laughs> 2013. Yeah, my coworker kept, like, playing it, and I was like, 
I am intrigued, like, <laughs> like the video itself. And then I was like, what is happening? And then, yeah, it's just kind of been, you know, that fun black hole that mm. I feel like a lot of people go through too. Um, True. When, when do you know when do you want to work in live events or did it just gradually happen? Yeah, there's actually a story that I could pinpoint it to. So I went to school at UCLA. For what? So I graduated with sociology and Asian okay. American studies. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, I kind of went in undeclared for the first two years. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I just have to go to school, you know? Mm. Yeah, like, like most. Yeah. Right. I, I don't know. Sometime in middle school, I went through a phase where I was like, I don't even want to go to college. And then mm. it was just so funny because like I look back at it and I'm like, what? I don't even know what else I would have done really. <laughs> but for me, my parents actually, that was like the one thing they asked for. They were just like, oh, you should like, you know, try to graduate from college. That would make us happy. Like they didn't really ask for anything else. So I was like, okay, cool. So I went to college, got in thankfully. And then I was doing a lot of extracurricular activities. So mm. I was part of like the Filipino organization on campus, um, explored like student government. And then- oh, nice. I yeah, was just like involved in a bunch of stuff. And I was like, okay, this is fun. Um, and I think it was maybe towards the latter half of my third year, early fourth year. Um, I was like the head coordinator of what we call like a Filipino graduation. So mm -hmm. uh, I think like at most college campuses, they have like these like mini graduations mm -hmm. that are rooted towards like more cultural organizations. Oh, so I, I was that. like, yeah, I was running like the Filipino graduation one and it was maybe like 2 a.m. I was like with a friend, we were like studying, doing like community work, just like, you know, college stuff. And then it was like 2 a.m. I was like answering a bunch of emails from people who were participating in the ceremony. And mm -hmm. then she goes, he's like next to me and she like looks at me and she's like, dude, like, how do you do that? And I was like, do what? Like, what are you talking about? And she's like, how can you just answer like 200 emails at two oh. in the morning? And I was like, um, I mean, I didn't really think anything of it, but I think after she said that, I was like, oh, like maybe this is actually like, I don't know, a skill of some sort or like a quality that I have that maybe other people just like aren't into and like this is helping me thrive in live events, you know? So True. I think from that moment, um, I was like, maybe I'll just try to do live events. Like, mm. it's kind of like something that I've done already, but I guess I just never envisioned it as a career. Um, but yeah, it was like going into my fourth year and, you know, you go through that mini crisis of just what the heck am I going to do after college? Mm. So during that fourth year, I was just looking for internships and then ironically um, through like the UCLA job search portal, yeah. There was a KCON internship. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I was like, yo, fuck it. I'm going to apply. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I was like, well, what do I have to lose? So I literally applied. Um, I applied through like three different portals. I applied through like the UCLA portal. I think the posting was also on like Jobs Korea at the time. And then mm. CJ had it on their website. So I was like, mm. you know what? Does it does it hurt to like apply via three different portals? Like, oh wow! At least it shows that I'm like doing research. I don't know. Right. So, yeah, I applied, and then it. That's how I got my internship while I was oh, wow. still in my fourth year at UCLA. Wow, wow! And then like since then, it's like, well, here I am, like in four years. 
yeah four or five years sometimes mm -hmm. I think about it I'm just like I've been here a while huh like <laughs> it feels like a while um but there's just definitely been so much to learn um just about the industry itself and like even with this year like like look at us doing this podcast through mm -hmm. zoom you know like mm -hmm. there continues to be like a lot of learning and an adjustment exactly what live Adapting. events might even be right yeah very true yeah like wh what do you think with k contact that's happened you know uh, about a month ago um what do you think the possibilities are for maybe not just kcon just like you said in general live events and how they are conducted virtually like what like will there be a do you think there's, there's going to be a difference in how when live events in person come back like you know people being able to access it from zoom even or you know whatever live stream even more yeah i think um I think I, what I appreciate about people like doing their events digitally is like, I'm sure it's a lot of work on the back end, but mm -hmm. it's really nice that, you know, these companies are taking into account, like, what can we do to hopefully provide some sort of like happiness, I guess, yeah. during this pandemic and, you know, the light of the world right now. Um, I want to hope that like when live events do come back, like I don't unfortunately see it coming back anytime soon, like, mm -hmm. you know, just given like, I'm just saying that because of like all the safety protocols that are exactly. you know, CDC is saying or like the internet is saying like realistically it's just kind of like we just need it to be safe you know so sure. yeah um, I just hope that like one thing that I'm kind of excited about when live events do come back is like mm -hmm. I think hygiene's great you know yes. No, yeah for sure it is quite nice <laughs> sometimes put it like no. very bluntly like conventions and hygiene don't mix for some reason <laughs> sometimes like the convention floor like as much as you want to have like ac it's like yo something it's just a lot of bodies here <laughs> it is a lot of bodies anyway. yes yeah, or like even for me like i'll i'll be real like i'm running around and then i gotta be like do i have like i have like perfume on the side you know just in case like because you never know like mm. how you're running or sweating like you do oh, for sure yeah to like take care of yourself but yeah i would i would hope that like a lot of these like hy hygiene things that are happening like just kind of stay like whether it's like live events or at the grocery store you know they're like sanitizing everything i'm like mm -hmm. i like this like this is nice you know and like even like i know that it's probably not going to be realistic for like personal space to really be there during live events you know sometimes like it is fun to be like crowded up with people but I also like this like six feet apart thing, you know, I think that mm. it allows for like, just like a nice mental like bubble space around you. Like, <laughs> You're putting this all super nicely. <laughs> you know, like a lot of people experience like in-person anxiety, like, you know, oh, okay. from crowded situations or like, you know, even when I'm kind of like sometimes escorting talent, I... Yeah. I feel bad like there's so many people that are just like on oh, yeah close and like touching you and like mm -hmm. how do you not get anxious from that sometimes you know like I think it's just like a natural response sometimes um but yeah I think that we'll just see and continue how like digital events keep happening you know mm. like we're in this for like a really long haul I yeah. feel like yeah Hopefully everybody gets it together because I'm over it. I'm <laughs> so over this. <laughs> it's really unfortunate to see that like 
you know, the U.S. is like one of the, we're supposed to be like a really advanced society, you know, um, but it's really unfortunate yeah. to see that what's happening these past couple weeks, you know, this isn't really happening in other parts of the world right now, you know, like this is, this is not normal, y'all, <laughs> like what's yeah. happening? Yeah. I think, yeah, this is like hopefully a break in a way for people, mm-hmm. like, you know, every year you, we, as much as we look forward to like every event that we go to, like hopefully it does kind of like what you said, Emily, have this like break for people, like, mm-hmm. In assessing like you know what you're thankful for what you want to do like what you want to continue to do mm-hmm. exactly yeah I, I wonder like you kind of mentioned it a little bit but like when you're when you when times are normal and you are running around the convention center in LA or uh, the Javits Center in in New York like what are you like what are your must-have like like whether it's deodorant or like you said, pure perfume or like an extra external phone charger. What are your like must haves on like convention and concert days? Yeah, I think external battery. Like that's just like one thing that every event person should mm. have, I feel like, because yeah, you're just on your phone 24 seven. So um, I feel like I'm pretty, not bad, but it's unfortunate because I always have my backpack that has my mm. laptop. Mm. And then I have like a fanny pack that has like my phone and the charger so mm-hmm. for like accessibility. And I'm like, you know, <laughs> just mm-hmm. like, yeah. yeah. Um, but my back always hurts during the event because I'm carrying this dang like heavy backpack. Like, mm, and wow. people are always like, dude, take off your backpack. Like, that's why we have like an HQ room or that's why we have this. But then I remember one year, like, I was like triggered by this. I left my backpack <laughs> in a room, right, that had Don't my know. laptop. Mm-hmm. And then I needed my laptop because I don't know, special guests, like I have like all my files on my laptop yeah. my phone, or like, you know, sometimes people prefer email communication. Like there's just so many things, right? Mm-hmm. So I always have these two things. I left it once in like this room. And then of course, when I needed to like gather a file from a guest that their music wasn't playing for like a certain area. And I have like one of the files, maybe I can like, you know, provide it to tech. Exactly. The room was closed. Yo. Yeah. And I was like. Frustrated. People. Yeah. I was mad. I was like, this is why I never leave my backpack. <laughs> it like, hurts my shoulders. And like, I try to make it like not heavy and it's heavy. Like, this is why I have my backpack because like everyone needs something different. So I was yeah. like texting like, like the people from the venue and then the people who are on my team. I was like, who has the key? Like, can somebody come and, like, open the door? Like, why is it even closed? Jeez. Um, It sucked. But it ended up being, like, okay, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. I think what I really appreciate about, like, the workers and, like, the guests that come is, like, there's just, like, a lot of grace that happens, I feel like. Um, Mm. People who come to the event, like, I've been really blessed to, like, have a lot of understanding people when it comes to situations Mm -hmm. and like I feel so bad like for sure like you know you plan so much and you try so hard um but it's been nice that some people are just like I get it it happens and I'm like just like cry internally a little bit and then just be really thankful um Mm -hmm. and you know you can only improve from those things that happen so all you can hope for is like okay hopefully the next thing that happens here doesn't have that same thing or like the next event you know hopefully it just like continues to improve with like the feedback that's given trying to think if there's anything else when we were still in new york like 
outside or I guess like you know in Jersey <laughs> like mm. convention I would I probably would have been like sunblock hat oh yeah whatever. it's totally yeah. different yeah yeah it's right. super different but I think for similarities between LA and New York um yeah phone charger I tried to be more active about drinking water this past year um mm. because you don't really eat like I'm not saying right. like dang it's like you try you know you want to have like maybe a protein bar in your bag mm -hmm. but then like sometimes the moment I start like eating it's like hey Winnie uh do you know who this person is at this location and I'm yeah. like what do they look like <laughs> like let me know what they look like what are they wearing like I, I could probably tell you who they are and what mm -hmm. where they go so then it's like my little plate of food is like bye-bye yeah it's just yeah. sitting there it gets cold <laughs> yeah like the same for you all too like whether you're coming as like mm. a guest or media um sometimes you just don't have that time when you want to mm -hmm. you can't True. and the moment you find an opening you're like all right let's do this and then you're mm. like running again so um yeah i think phone charger is really the best that's real i have like two external batteries when i go to like kcon or any event for sure yeah the nice thick ones yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. they're like heavy and then you're like See, that's why it hurts my back too. Right. And so with you running around and all, doing all this stuff, you know, you have to handle, uh, well, I guess first, like, do you have to know every single aspect of, you know, KCON LA, whether, you know, from the sponsors to the talent, to the schedules of those people, or, you know, to how many guests we have and like fire protocol, like, do you have to know all of this? It's like, it's yes and no. So okay. for my role specifically, um, anywhere that talent is essentially going to, I should know about it. So um, we, our team is kind of like divided into say like the convention team, which handles like operations, production of like say mm -hmm. the booth, the lines, et cetera. We have like a marketing team and then we have like a sponsor team. So that's kind of like a simple breakdown. Um, and I don't really know everything that happens behind the scenes of say like the sponsor team, right? But okay. you know, there are situations where a sponsor will be like, hey, like we want to do a booth visit with some talent. And then that's when the sponsor team will come to me and say, hey, like, do you know anyone that might re meet these requirements of like, they want someone say active on YouTube, who's knowledgeable of like K-pop, but also K-drama or something like that. And then once I have those like, you know, asks, that's when I can kind of be like, hey, these are the influencers that are already coming or maybe if you want to invite this person through like your own outreach like i would mm. recommend this person mm. um but yeah it really just depends where talent is going anywhere talent is essentially i should know like i think okay. in the past year um we've had a little bit more of an outbreak of talent for example like sometimes the booths the booths themselves will outreach to individuals okay. and like, invite yeah. them. So I don't necessarily know about like that from the beginning, but due to scheduling, I'll later find out. So okay. you know, Dre, for example, might have mm -hmm. like a visit at like eight millimeter and like, you know, mm -hmm. we'll work with them to be like, hey, when are you scheduling that? So that way we can schedule like your other panel during a different time, obviously. Mm -hmm. So there has to be like some synergy and just knowing where guests are at all the time so mm. that there's no overlap and like it's also important for us to know because during the convention we have a lot of like artists visiting as well right so you know we want to be mindful of like breaking down the schedule so that it's not like two artist visits and three influencer visits or three special guest visits because then mm. 
that's where we should also be conscious of like security lines, fire protocol, kind of like what you said. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like kind of like yes and no. Like mm -hmm. I do know those Jeez. random things of like, yeah, the booths are like 10 feet apart because that's what LA hall requires. You know? Yeah. <laughs> okay, like, yeah. The knowledge that I've kind of absorbed over the past couple of years. Because if it were, in a funny way, if it were up to me, I'd be like, I don't want to know everything, you know? Mm -hmm. like, <laughs> like, it would be great because that's just like so much information, but it I hate the nature of my job. Um, I pretty, I do know a lot, which is nice. I think it like adds to like your experience as like, I don't know, a, a live events worker. Because yeah. for me, I'm like, where else would I learn this? You know, like, where would I learn that 10 feet apart is like the magic number for like a car to go through if there's an emergency? Oh, I didn't know. So that's why the 10, there's a, t okay. So it's for a car yeah. to go through. So when you say talent, does that include that's artists, that's, you know, influencers, that's like, who does, what does talent encompass? compass? It's gotten really diverse this, this past year, especially, mm. I feel like, because, um, so our Korea HQ mainly worked with like, say the concert lineup, right? And those are considered artists. Mm. Um, but in these last couple of years, like we've been really, fortunate to kind of expand convention beyond say like the term influencers like because for me like influencers mm. like I've always tried to call them like special guests because like that's what okay. you are you know like influencers special guests talent like mm. to me that's like all a synonym in a sense because like you are all three of those things you know um but Last year, for example, like we were able to invite Holland to come to yeah. KCON LA. And mm -hmm. like, I wouldn't necessarily call him just like talent, you know, like mm -hmm. he's an, also an artist. So he's also a special guest. And like, I think, you know, in the past we've also had like Kevin Wu come and like, he's an artist in Korea, right? But say they're not performing necessarily on like the concert, like they're still like an artist. There's still talent that's coming to like, KCON. So yeah, it's, been really diverse like especially this past couple of year and it's been awesome because you know I think in Korea like a lot of the like idols or like artists they've they want to do these talks you know like they want to host like a panel to like meet their fans as well kind of like True. a mini fan meeting and like be able to have this like one on like maybe 300 conversation with people um so yeah it's just been growing every year and I I just imagine it's just gonna Blossom I even I always, more. yeah i always have these like really grandiose ideas that i'm like is this too too like much but then i'm like here i'm gonna just throw it out there and then that's good yeah you know, maybe grandiose idea can happen in like two years like that's true. <laughs> yeah what are some uh what are some soft skills do you that you need in uh need to work in a large like conference setting like kcon oh man i i really like this question yeah, I was really thinking about it and it's like, I don't ever want to sound like super basic, but I really okay. think that effective communication skills is like probably the most important. Mm, okay. um, and maybe like behind that, it has to be like adaptability and conflict resolution. Mm. Uh, because live events, like as much as you plan, you just like never know what's going to happen. Yeah, sometimes there's just like fires happening everywhere. 
but oh my gosh like it's just like this is happening here that's happening there but you have to be in like six places so it's like all right cool like you in that moment just need to be like adaptable right like yeah. you're I'm, like texting like six different people on the side while like talking to someone in front of me and i'm just like Sheesh. yeah just like put this mic over there and like bring this over there so mm -hmm. i feel like with adaptability also comes communication skills because mm -hmm. if you're just like multitasking and not providing effective communication and what you need, then it's almost like worthless, right? Mm -hmm. So I think being able to articulate what's on your mind in the moment is like really important for live events. Sure, like, you know, sometimes it's just like, you just have gotta go to the bathroom and like breathe and then you can come back to it. But I really think that effective communication is just like key. like you really need to be able to speak to a number of people, whether that be like, you know, like everyone in the convention center, I truly believe is important. Like whether you're like a security person, maybe like a janitor, oh, sure, yeah. maybe, you know, like a worker that was just hired, like every single person there I think is important and like helping make the convention better. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think that those are just some, some like things it's kind of like duh you should know that right but i'm also like if you really don't have those skills like mm. it's not gonna work out because then people people kind of I'll, I'll be real like when you're working like your your fuse for like mm. patience is very 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 small you know like i'm always trying to be like very patient with people but it's like if you said 10 seconds of things that don't even matter like yeah head, you're like why'd you say those 10 seconds like yeah can we not you know like can we just what do you Get need to it yeah yeah like i always tell special guests on site or even beforehand like i feel bad because i'm always just like yeah like let me know like i'm always just trying to be like mm. if you need something just text me or let me know and like it's really sweet because like special guests will be like oh my god Woody, i'm so sorry like i know you're busy but i'm like no no, no it's fine like what's up like maybe mm. i can like someone else to you you know for sure yeah communication for sure also just like a nice life skill to have like no one's a mm. mind reader <laughs> yeah it helps in every every facet <laughs> but Okay, so you do like so much already, obviously. I've seen you in a panic before, but who is like responsible for making you, like making sure that you're organized? <laughs> so I guess like within my team dynamic, like I do have, you know, like a manager, supervisor, and like, you know, we have our like CEOs, COOs, et cetera. Um, I think I've been really thankful because um, I'm like trusted with the content a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and like, yeah, it's been a really like very, very growing experience to like be like, hey, here's all like the program rooms that are available, plan everything out. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, cool. Um, so with this question, I feel like, I don't know, I'm, I'm pretty hard on myself. Like I'm gonna start out with myself and be like, I set like these sometimes really dumb internal deadlines that you probably can't meet, but I try to meet them. And then like, I have maybe like a week buffer to be like, oh, it's fine. You know, like my, I didn't meet this deadline, but I'm adaptable. So let's just <laughs> finish it by the next week. Right. Um, but I want to say like, who's responsible for making sure I'm organized is actually like 
every single one of my coworkers that I work with. Mm. So I say this because like each of our own respective roles affects the other in a way. So like a concrete example that I can give is like somebody on my team might be in charge of say like print and um, design. So mm-hmm. they're the ones who's communicating with our print merchandiser who prints all the program books, right? Okay. So in the program book, there has to usually be like all the guests and all like the schedules. So that person who is you know kind of communicating like when that deadline is like that person's helping me be organized because Mm -hmm. if i don't give like the schedule or like the the special guest information then it's not going to be included in the program book and you know that's like the last thing that we would want so another yeah i feel like all yeah all my coworkers collectively keep me organized because they also need things from me or like you know the marketing team and the designer like we like to give special guests like you know kcon branded material if they want to use it um and sometimes that stuff just takes so long to make so sometimes like when i get special guest photos like i'll just give them to the designer so that they can you know work on inputting like socials for those special guests yeah. so in essence like the marketing team has their own timeline right they're like hey we want to promote all the special guests maybe like three weeks before the event so mm-hmm. then it has to be like there's there's my there's where i have to be organized like i have to give this to you three weeks before the event so that mm-hmm. we like do your job okay so then I, I feel like we've been asking this a lot or um it's been a topic amongst our conversations but we always ask like are you a type a or type b kind of person i feel like you're like you you specifically have to be both like there's no way you can't like not be able to roll with the punches but also not be like really organized i do think like this role specifically it kind of reminds me of another question where people are like are you an introvert or an extrovert i'm like well mm. you gotta be like both in this situation because you know there's like a multitude of people that i get to interact with and like yeah you know i know someone's not as like yeah like i'm not gonna be like what's up in your face like give me these things i might yeah, be true. Like, hey, like uh let me know when you have this like i'm not gonna be like, like exuding mm-hmm. some energy to someone that might be like more of an introvert because like yeah so a b maybe i'm both introvert extrovert maybe also both that's so interesting though like i can't imagine being the most organized person and also be like i'm going with the flow too but like that's that's why you you do the job that you do because that's a very rare thing (laughs) that's that's what it is it's like Mm. even if i try to be organized sometimes it just doesn't work you know Mm. um -hmm. i'm sure it's like the same way if you go to the event sometimes there's just like so much stuff that you're like what am i gonna do and then the next thing you know there might just be like artists passing by and you're like oh maybe i'll just go watch that like mm-hmm. yeah that makes go sense with the flow kind of thing right right what would you say is the most gratifying part of your job um i don't yeah it i like this question too because i was like it's been a while since i've been here you know um mm. But I think the same gratifying thing from the beginning hasn't changed. And for me, that's kind of just like providing a space for fans to, you know, unapologetically be who they are, like Mm -hmm. as much as K-pop and, you know, like Hollywood has grown in the States and like overseas. I feel like it's still, it's still a niche to me. Like it's still a very particular type of fan base that more people are like coming into, but it's really unique in that our event is that space for these people, you know? Um, So I feel like the most gratifying is just seeing like how much this event means to fans. Mm 
Mm. Um, and I always try to like consider that when programs are coming into place too. Um, early on when I first absorbed or like got this role, like the people before me did a really great job of providing mm. like a LGBTQ panel. Like we've had that since like, you know, I want to say like 2013 or 14, like, and then when I came into this role, I was like, you know, there was a really, there's really important ways to talk about mental health. So we've never had like a mental health panel. And like, I think the first year I was like, let's do this was, you know, 2017 or 18. Um, and I was like, let's have a mental health panel. And then that ended up being like a really, really good panel for some fans. Um, just as every single panel that occurs at KCON, it's important to someone. So mm -hmm. yeah. I just like that there's these opportunities for fans to, you know, maybe meet their best friend at the convention. Like I've heard yeah. so many of those stories where they're like, oh my God, I met my best friend there. Or like, you know, some people will be like, oh, I've never heard of that artist, but I saw them at KCON and now I'm like, I love them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. like, That's so awesome. That's the beauty of KCON, yeah. Mm -hmm. And like, it's always fun to, to kind of see like, all the talent be able to meet their fans in person um i know that like talent can have like you know their individual meet and greets say in different cities but i i would hope that like kcon makes it easy for people to like connect with others in person no no that makes sense and shout out to kcon for allowing me to do a roast <laughs> that was fun it, it yeah it was a, it was a hit I, it, I didn't was... Expect it. It, it went well <laughs> i mean more than expected I, CJ, whoever else is working on this event um, in the back end, like all the guests' ideas are also just as important. Like KCON would not grow without like the fans' input and the guests' oh, input. For sure, yeah. So yeah, the roast was fun. Like when in the history has that ever happened? Last year. Yeah, last year. Uh, no, something different, you know. I'm glad everybody had fun, you know. As long as everybody's having fun, laughing, and no one's getting hurt, I feel that just, except for my feelings. <laughs> All right, let's go with this question. It's a big question. You're dealing with the parent company, CJ E&M, subsidiary channel, Mnet, booking talent, managing sponsors, a lot, and talent entourages, your team, and fans. So, so many entities and so many personalities you are working with. How would you describe your personality in being able to deal with all of this? It's a lot of things you have to deal with. Yeah. Um, I would hope hmm. that my personality is just, like, very kind of like a open platform almost um, because I think the biggest thing I worry about and like I think I'm really adamant about this just like in my personal life too is mm -hmm. like I always just want to be someone that somebody can hopefully like ask something to or confide in or just be open like I okay. I would yeah that's kind of like my big thing like I really just hope that the kind of like aura that I present is just like open, like ask whatever you want or say whatever you want. And like, you should know that I'm like, not going to judge you or like, you know, I'm just here to listen to you. And if you want advice, sure. Or if you need something and I can help, like maybe I'll help, you know? Um, so on site, I would really hope that I'm like presenting myself as an open platform, even if I'm okay. running, you know, but I don't know how much that really, showcases that I'm an open platform if I'm running the other way. <laughs> um, I think sometimes I, I do know that I can be like, okay, if something needs to get done, like my face will change. Like, sure. uh, yeah, like 
if something is wrong or not going correctly, like you can trust that I'm going to have a different face and be like, no, you can't do that Two, this mm. is wrong. Or three, who did this to you? I'm going to find out like, no, yeah, I, I think I've seen a lot of that. I mean, not, not a lot of that. I'm talking about like, um, of the, whether you're more of like, you know, for advice or if something's wrong, I seen you in that situation. I seen you in many situations I feel over the years. Yeah. yeah. I'm saying. And, I don't know. Personality. I was gonna say adaptable because you kind of like adapt to a lot of situations pretty well. Yeah. Um, so I've like mm. been more conscious about that and just like know that my face can sometimes just be really reflective of what I feel in the moment. Oh, um, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I have a good poker face. Like I think if I'm like pissed at something, I'll be like, "What the heck?" Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like I just have to be. Or if I'm really happy about something, I'll make some like weird like meep noise or something you know like uh, I'm, yeah i feel like i'm really expressive um but i would just hope that even if i look mad you know after i look done being mad there that's the window for someone to be like hey um can you help me with this and i'll be like yeah what's up like and you know not to like even be like fake or anything either it's just kind of like what dre mentioned like adaptable like mm-hmm. i i dealt with that i looked like that and now we're moving on like this is mm-hmm. what's it yeah i feel like in your field you have to because you're dealing with so many personalities like i said yeah when let's say there is there are moments where a misunderstanding or you know something went wrong and that person really does like the way they react to it towards you is like it, it sticks with you afterwards like even though you have to move on to a different like you know whatever it like sticks with you how do you make like I'm really bad about that kind of stuff. Like that kind of stuff just like sticks with me and I, until I resolve it, it's going to be on my mind kind of thing. Is that how you, you operate or is it kind of like a, you know, at the end of like Saturday's, you know, KCON day, like at the end of the concert, you're like, oh, right. I forgot about that. Let me reach out to that person. Like, or is it something that you're able to put out or is it something that sticks with you? I think as a human, I, okay, as a human and as a Virgo, I'm all, I I pretty much remember everything, which is both like a blessing and a curse, I feel like. Um, And I feel like I take a lot of things really like weighted on my heart, but I'm trying not to, but that doesn't mean that I don't care about it. I feel like I've always been told like, you care too much. And I was like, why is that a bad thing? You know, like, everyone's always presented like you care too much you care too much as a bad thing and then I think maybe these last two years I just had to really go through some like soul searching and be like Mm -mm. that's what's great about me is that I care enough to do things that say other people might not you know so yeah there's been some moments on site like I've definitely just had to like apologize you know like yeah, sometimes people are great, but sometimes like disasters happen and like, yeah, you you go through a lot as an event coordinator, whether that's like people yelling at you or blaming you for things. I think about it and then I have to just like write about it. And then I just, ha- I think that's where I really just have to like remind myself that I'm only human. That's it. Like kind of like what Dre mentioned, like there's just so many things that are happening behind the scenes that I feel like it's not your fault that as an individual, you don't know everything that I'm doing because it's not your job to know that, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I don't expect any special guests to be like, oh, I don't care that you're doing like 400 things. I'm like, yeah, dude, it's fine. <laughs> like, this is, this is my job, you know? So mm-hmm. some people, I think early on, they actually don't know that 
yes, I work with programs and um, talent, but sometimes I'll be working with like food street vendors, or sometimes I'll be mm-hmm. working with sponsors, or sometimes yeah. I'll be working like with all the MCs and hosts that are for like artist engagement, the concert pre-show, club KCON, KCON mm-hmm. rookies, and then people are like, oh, that's you too? And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> it's a lot, yeah. Yeah, kind of like going back to your question, mm-hmm. it sticks with me. I remember them. I, I definitely remember those moments but I try to absorb them and just improve from them. So kind of like what I mentioned earlier, like whether you're feeling a spectrum of emotions that's like really, really happy or say really, really like sad, I actually value the sad ones more sometimes Mm. because I, I don't know, I really am into like, just like people growing and how like those moments can help you be like, more defining of yourself, you know, because without those, like, you wouldn't be the same person that you are now as much as they were like, painful, etc. And you want to forget them. Like, I don't think that any bad memory, hopefully is like, not important. I actually, uh, Wendy, who is who's on the call, um, she sent a message, she said, I love and admire how optimistic you are looking forward to what's to come. You said that effective communication is key and necessary because not everybody can read the room. So beat around the bush or even assume things. Um, so it's great that communication is preached. Um, she just wanted to, she wanted to say that, but it's true. Yeah. It awkwardly and so simply just makes things easier sometimes. No, it's true. It's not even, in, not even in your job, like in anything. Yeah. People just need to communicate better. Yeah. And it's hard, you know, like, Mm. I think that that's also a nice kind of like growing point for people is like, yeah, sometimes you feel like you can't talk to someone because either like they're so closed off. So I feel like, say for that specific example, when you are able to say like, hey, like, are you mad? And you can understand that however they react, like you've done your part, you know, you've done your part of like asking and like kind of like just letting there be that room for you to talk and hopefully mm. communicate. That mm. makes sense, yeah. Yeah, it does. Thank you for explaining that. Do you have another question, Jerry? Uh, I don't have another question. I just remember when Winnie fell at KCON Mexico, but that's about it. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> she was just, you know, doing her job, escorting me in June. Uh, and she fell, but the way she fell, she's like, oh no, I fell. <laughs> just the way she fell. She fell hard. I don't know how she fell, but... <laughs> It was during a time where we were actually, I don't know, I guess we were popular in Mexico, but that a lot of people were chasing. But I remember like the first day I just heard like stomping and I was like, I looked at my little booklet and I was like, there's no artist engagement right now. So there's no car coming. Like, what is this? And then I like look in the distance and I'm like, is that, is that a special guest? Cause like, you know, we have like their photos. Like I, I pretty much know what you all look like at mm. the time. Yeah. So I was like, is that hair over there XYZ's hair? And I'm like, oh my God, it's his hair. So I'm like running and I'm like, hi, I'm Winnie. Like, yeah, basically. let me try kind of to bring you <laughs> and then like gets punched and I'm like, Oh yeah, he did get punched. What? Yeah. <laughs> it, it was, was kind of crazy. Take on Mexico, I, I would say it's passionate as hell. I think that just in random side advice to like any event, um, you always just have to know what your demographic is and like what type of fan base you're working with. Because mm-hmm. K-pop fans, for example, 
all over the world are very different, although we are listening to the same music. Oh, yeah, yeah. Different ages, too. Sometimes, like, people who even work events, like, they'll work Comic-Con, they'll work, like, Anime Expo, like, when mm -hmm. they see our event in the same, like, location, mm -hmm. like, yeah. security guards will be like, this is so different, what's happening? And we're like, yeah, well, yeah. Um, yeah. like, mm -hmm. that. I think that was, like, another question that you all had earlier, too, like... About the locate locations. The locations, yeah. I would say one thing is like, yeah, understanding mm. fans because they have the power to really change like the operations of things. So for example, mm. it's like, you know, if you're dealing with a lot of fans, like who, you know, might be hyperventilating cause they're mm -hmm. really excited. Um, we've had some security guards be like, I've never seen this happen at like another event, but you all have this happening like not a like be alarming yeah not to be alarming and say a lot but they were like yeah this is like we need to up maybe like you know medical so that way if these situations are happening simultaneously like you have enough teams to like break out and go to say like artist engagement or go to the convention um so yeah like understanding your fan base i feel like is really important um especially while planning kcon um, because our audience is also different. Like our audience can be super, super young at times. And like, you know, you want to make sure that you're handling situations appropriately for yeah. sure. I mean, kind of makes sense, especially if you're there for an artist and all of a sudden they're doing a booth thing at a convention and they just walk by randomly and you're like, Oh my God, that's so-and-so. And then you're like, you see him up close, like super close that you didn't expect. Of course, some people might hyperventilate, but. It's always really interesting to see like everyone's different experience because mm -hmm. like from like me working the event i think there have been like so many times where like i'm just like running and then later on someone will be like oh did you see uh like 80s over there and then i'm like there was that section in the convention oh <laughs> yeah yeah like, like all these booths yeah sometimes we don't like you know as much as we know like the layout sometimes i'll watch like a vlog or content after mm -hmm. and i'm like oh my god i'm so sad like i couldn't even like there's not really time to watch things mm -hmm. um but i could have been like i could have at least tried to see it you know <laughs> yeah there's a lot of things happening like like you said the 80s they had like that dance thing i forgot uh that's exactly like, what I'm the talking ch challenge i was like oh when did this happen oh yeah thank you winnie for the amazing information that we just heard about live events or working live events. Uh, but yeah, sadly this has to end. Well, my name is JRE. I'm Emily. And I'm Winnie. And this has been In My Feels. Thank you guys for listening, all right? Grazie. Bye. Bye. Bye.